Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Behind the Lines podcast, part of the Lines Podcast Network. My name is Stephen Andrus, joined each and every week on this show during the NFL season by Christian Cipollini, sports trader at BetMGM. But we thought we'd come on one more time here after the Super Bowl, recap how that Chiefs and Eagles game looked from the sportsbook point of view, and also look at some of the really early action over at BetMGM for the Super Bowl futures next year, as well as NFL MVP. And we'll also get a look at where the handle is to be the number one pick in the NFL draft with the combine still coming up here very quickly. Only two weeks after the Super Bowl is when they hold the combine in Indianapolis. So first of all, Christian, how are you? I am hoping that you are over your Eagles grief at this point. I wouldn't. I'd say no. I thought I would be by now, but no, we're still <laughs> still mourning. Yeah, it was a tough one for sure. I have a lot of family in the Philadelphia area, as you know, and uh, I'm sure some of our listeners know from following along. So, uh, yeah, it was a tough one down to the wire there. But what about from yeah, the sports so book point of view, man? How was it for how was it for the company? Uh, for the company, yeah, that's a much different story from mine, yeah. But um, there's a lot of work that goes in the Super Bowl. We we posted close to a thousand markets, I think eight hundred something markets. Wow. Um, ton of ton of work that goes in all throughout, and it was a lot of work for very 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 little reward. Hmm. Uh, I think we let won it less than one percent, barely barely made anything on that. So just all that work for or just what normally happens on a regular college basketball game, essentially. Um, the Eagles losing definitely helped us. That was, if it wasn't for that, it would have been a disaster. Uh, the Chiefs winning was the outcome we needed, but all those points, all those touchdowns, the big names are scoring touchdowns. Uh, it, that's pretty much as bad as it could go. So kind of, you name a prop, it probably hit. Um, so yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, well, except for me, who bet on Miles Sanders and got injured on his first touch of the game. But other than that, <laughs> it seems like, yeah. you know, this has been a common thread throughout the NFL season when we talk about some of these big headline games, primetime games. High scoring is generally not good for the book, it seems. Yeah, for most of the time, yeah. A game like that is, for the most part, not going – the props and the player props and all that, they're, they're – tend to be more overs than unders. So when there's a lot of points, there's it's bad for the book, especially and especially touchdown scores in a game like that where it was all the big names. There was no third string tight end scoring, no, you know, surprise guy scoring. It was Travis Kelsey, it was AJ Brown, it was those guys. So when that happens, Jalen Hurts, it's a problem. Yeah, for sure. So uh that's that's kind of the view from the book for Super Bowl fifty seven, but Super Bowl fifty eight futures are already up as most of you that bet the NFL well know at BetMGM, if we take a look today, the Chiefs are the favorite yet again at plus 550. Then you have the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers tied for the second choice at 9-1. to The Eagles are at 10-1. to And Christian, I want to make sure I'm seeing this right. You have the Bengals at short shorter than 10-1 yeah. to 1 right now. So Me my too, board guys. got a little out of whack here. I'm sorry. But yeah, the... Uh, the Bengals are actually the second choice here ahead of the Bills and the 49ers, right? Is that a product of the Ohio sports betting launch and you guys getting some handle from, from the state of Ohio? Yeah, and just kind of a combo of how they looked. You know, they, they had a couple problems, but they still looked like a team that can certainly win a title. Joe Burrow's very legit, and we know we'll be taking a lot of bets on him. I, I would say for the most part, those five teams you just listed, that's like the tier one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not a huge difference, I guess, in, in winning percentage between them um, at the moment, at least looking looking forward onto the season. So to make sure I got it in the right order for everybody, Chiefs, Bengals, then Bills and Niners tied for the third choice, followed by the Eagles. All those teams are 10 to 1 or shorter. And then, as yep. you mentioned, Christian, a teardrop down to the Cowboys at 16 to 1, the Ravens at 18 to 1, the Chargers at 20 to 1. And then you have teams like the Jaguars, the Lions, who have my interest, uh, maybe not at this price quite yet, but uh, the New York Jets, 25 to 1. And then we get into teams like the Packers with the Aaron Rodgers mystery, Miami Dolphins, L.A. Rams, who we know won the Super Bowl two years ago uh, at 30 to 1, everybody else 40 to 1 or longer. So my question to you, sir, is what teams are getting the most handle at this early stage of the offseason? So I'll take out that first tier that we just talked about, those five teams. Those five teams have taken uh, well over half of the handle that we have so far. so I'll try to talk more onto these long shots. And the first one that I'll uh, mention is the team that you mentioned, the, D- the Detroit Lions. Hmm. Uh, outside of those first five, they have uh, the most most bets, uh, most tickets placed on them so far. Uh, we do have a pretty good presence in Michigan, so that'll lead to it. But it, also probably the way they played um, as some people that want to take a, a stab at them. For sure. If they made the playoffs, I was making the argument that they were potentially the second or third best team in the NFC, probably third behind the 49ers and the and the Eagles. Uh, That's how good that offense looked. They have continuity this offseason with head coach, offensive coordinator and quarterback all returning. They add a first round wide receiver coming off the ACL who played a little bit last year in Jamison Williams, but he'll be in the mix now with Amon Ross St. Brown. So if they can beef up this defense a little bit and you have Aaron Rodgers potentially leaving the division, the path to the playoffs becomes a lot more clear to them. Um the only question I have now, Christian, is if the price is too short for me to bet them at, at 25 to one. And this is this is a number that was 30 to one or higher when you guys opened, I'm sure. Uh, actually, they weren't too, too much more. Yeah, about 30 to one. But if you if you look at the NFC, it's really, really weak at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not very good quarterback play to the point where you could make a solid case that Jared Goff is the third best quarterback. I mean, take out, you know, Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going to happen with him. You can make a solid argument that he's certainly a top five quarterback uh, in the NFC. And that offense was, was humming. So I think that's kind of where that price is, is shaping up all of the good quarterbacks right now are in the AFC. I think what you and I probably agree on is that if you're going to take a shot on a long shot for Super Bowl futures, then you really should be looking at the NFC because yeah. the path in the AFC is just going to be a murderer's row for the foreseeable future with quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow at the top of that conference and upstarts like Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence trying to break through as well. So you're not really going to get a great price on Herbert or Trevor Lawrence. You're going to get the same price as one of these NFC teams. And you don't have to go through those top three quarterbacks in the AFC um, that you, that, you know, for these NFC teams. So, you know, that that's kind of where I'm at. And that division that the lions are in is where I'm, I'm kind of interested right now, Christian, we talked about the lions and the price has shortened a bit, but I mean, who's to say that the Vikings with adding Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator, 
Obviously, a lot of us, including me, were harping about how overrated the Vikings were. The point differential was historically low for a team that had that many wins. But they add Brian Flores, who we know has done a really good job of scheming defense and improving defenses. Not sure I really want to back Kirk Cousins in the playoffs still, to be honest with you. So maybe it's a division bet. But it's interesting to me that the the lack of confidence in the Vikings has gotten to the point now where they are 40 to one to win the Super Bowl and the Lions are 25 to one. Imagine saying that sentence this time yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah and especially with the, at this point, you know, towards the end of the season, or, you know, Vikings were 11 and whatever. And, and the Lions started out with a terrible losing record and turned it all around. But I think that does stem to where this price point is and why the Vikings are at 41. I think it's just still people don't, think the Vikings will win like you know maybe they'll have a good enough season but it's just not worth it so I think that tends to be why they're at a lower price point where people can look at those at the lines and say no I think they can really make a run yeah explains the bets yeah the last question I have for you about future Super Bowl futures then we'll move on to MVP the Green Bay Packers we talk a lot during the season when there's a quarterback injury that you guys sometimes in the early part of the week set a spread that's basically in the middle of where it'll be if the quarterback plays or if he doesn't play. I look at this Packers number at 30 to one, and I can't help but ask myself, is this a, a number that's in the middle that it's going to be a lot shorter if, if Rogers is back and a lot longer if it's Jordan love. What, yeah, what is this number? This number is more so that, the trend is looking like Aaron is not going to be playing. So I'd say more so in the middle, but skewed more to Jordan Love's going to be the quarterback of this team uh, is where, where this is sitting right now. It, all indications lead to believe that he probably won't be coming back. Um, if he does, and if you think he does, you got a great number on them at 30 to one, but uh, most likely it's looking like Jordan Love. That's where the price is. If these are what the prices are going to be, you know, it, the Super Bowl futures right now, if you look at this division, Lions 25 to 1, Packers 30 to 1, Vikings 40 to 1. If we see a similar order in the AFC in the NFC North division futures, I'm probably going to bet on the Vikings to win this division as the third choice in the odds. I think that's probably where the value is. Um doesn't mean I think they're going to have success in the postseason, but I think that's a that would be a pretty good number if we're getting the third choice in those odds on the Vikings with the improvement in coaching that we got with their defensive coordinator. And we already know the offense, even if we have doubts about the ceiling of Kirk Cousins, did enough to score a lot of points and win games last year. So that, that's kind of how I feel about that division. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. 
Let's move on to NFL MVP here, Christian. And, you know, I think a lot of people in the sports betting space like to look at some running backs or wide receivers at triple digit numbers here. But but for the most part, this is a quarterback award. The quarterback wins this award basically every single time. So, you know, the, the usual suspects are at the top here. The favorites, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. We just talked about how hard the AFC is going to be to get through. <laughs> and here's your perfect indication why the top five favorites are all the AFC quarterbacks. So there's your evidence that you should probably be looking to an NFC long shot for the Super Bowl. But outside of those top five, I first of all, are those five getting most of your early handle like like the top favorites were in the Super Bowl market as well? Uh, not as much to that degree. Uh, Mahomes, Burrow, and Hertz uh, have the top of our number, but so far, Allen and uh, Herbert so far haven't taken uh, nearly as much action. Okay, so where do you think you know most of? I guess where's the notable action coming in from? Because I know in in past years when we see you know early liability from what you guys show us and send out to to all of your affiliates. You know, it's usually a, a quarterback down the board at a juicy number that potentially a breakout candidate that's getting some of the early love from professional betters out there. Is there anything similar to that this year that you guys are seeing? Yeah, but I'll say the price is starting to kind of come around on mm. realizing that a, a lot of the a lot of the moves that people tend to make early this early is a, a quarterback in their second or third year that's kind of expected to make a big jump. So the one that fits the bill here is uh, Justin Fields, who, especially towards the end of the year, was was putting up, you know, those crazy runs, you know, mm. looked it, it didn't look like he was really the problem on that on that team. Um, and then getting this first overall pick, which, you know, maybe they trade. But the idea is that their team should be improved. He probably runs around and maybe looks a lot better. Uh, so Fields is a spot there. Another one is Trey Lance uh, at 50 to one and then even a little bit on Russell Wilson. Uh, with the Broncos at 50 to one. I can't bet Russell Wilson. I know Sean Payton is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, but I mean, with the other quarterbacks in that conference is, is the ceiling really there for him to lead the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns like Patrick Mahomes did. That's the kind of ceiling we need to look for from a passing perspective, if they're not a rushing quarterback. And then if they are a rushing quarterback, then we can get some of those outlier seasons. Like we saw with, Jalen Hurts almost last year or Lamar Jackson winning in a couple of years ago where he rushed for more than a thousand yards. So um, just to kind of put a bow on this for everybody, the MVP odds right now from top to bottom over at BetMGM, Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen are all tied to be in favorite status at plus 650. Justin Herbert is at plus 900. Jalen Hurts and Tua are 10 to 1 each. Trevor Lawrence and Dak Prescott are 14 to 1. Lamar Jackson is 16 to 1, despite us not being sure he's going to be on the Ravens next year. Aaron Rodgers and Brock Purdy, 25 to 1. My God, please, people, do not bet Brock Purdy at 25 to 1. <laughs> we don't even know if he's going to be playing week one. Yeah. Um, Geno Smith, 25 to 1. Justin Fields, 25 to 1 now. So, so let me ask you, Christian, do you know, like how much has that number moved on Justin Fields for him to be 25 to one? Now, I feel like I remember him being a lot longer when, when these odds opened up. 
Yeah, I don't have the exact number, but I want to say he was around 50 to one uh, yeah. to start and then and then bet in pretty quick. Um, he is he is already one of our top he's top three in handle so far of players. So the other name I want to ask you about here is Jordan Love, because our lead writer, Mo Nawara, pointed out that if Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone, then Jordan Love on a good team and a well-coached roster might be kind of that breakout candidate to have an outlier season because we just simply don't know if he is capable of doing that yet, similar in a similar way that we didn't know about Jalen Hurts. So pretty quiet on the Jordan Love front in terms of handle for you guys, or is you know, are you seeing a little bit there? Uh it is actually pretty quiet, but I do mm-hmm. see that uh that angle there at least. Um, you know, he's trained under Aaron Rodgers and so far in the past what, thirty something years they've had two quarterbacks so (laughs) they have a good system down to potentially make it a third so if you believe in that you know he's definitely a a good price there at 50 to 1 so and again just to drive the point home for everybody it's been a long time since a non-quarterback has won this award i'm just checking the the history here and you have to go all the way back to 2012 when adrian peterson won nfl mvp since then every year it's been a quarterback. So you truly need some type of perfect storm to happen. And in this era of passing and dual threat quarterbacks, good luck betting on any of these triple digit shots uh, to win MVP. Obviously not a a 0% chance, but minuscule chances there. And uh, you know, these, these quarterbacks are that's, that's why you see the board. I'm sure Christian and, and you're not going to get a triple digit number on a quarterback in this era. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially with the way that Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow play, it's going to be so hard for a, a skill position player just to come up and win that award. It's going to take all three of those players, and then and then you're still talking about Herbert, Hertz, Lawrence, all these other guys to have not as good seasons as this skill position player. It's just very, very hard to have. Yeah, I have not bet into this market yet. I bet into it last year during the NFL draft. Sadly, had a Jalen Hurts ticket at like 45 to 1. But that time period, I think, is when I would tell people to start tuning in, start trying to see if a team acquires a big-time wide receiver to help their quarterback that is going to raise that quarterback ceiling and his numbers are low. We know Justin Fields is the huge dual-threat capability on the ground we didn't see much from him passing but they also had a really bad wide receiving core if they go out and make a splash move for a big time wide receiver that could only increase his ceiling next year in a very winnable division so um, just one example that you guys should be looking out for see what teams add a big weapon to help their quarterback it almost worked for Jalen Hurts last year if he didn't get hurt he might have beaten out Patrick Mahomes, if he uh, if he went out and, and put together a sixteen and one, seventeen and one season with the playoffs included, so um, yeah. Any any final thoughts here on MVP before we move on to number one pick, Christian? I was just going to touch on that with Fields and the the fact that they have that number one pick that probably also speaks to him, you know, taking that action and moving down the board. Um, you know, they maybe they end up trading whoever they end up trading with. Maybe that's. I, I, You'd have to imagine wide receiver is going to be one of the spots that the Bears are definitely going to try to improve to try to make see what they have in Justin Fields. So, yeah, they also have one hundred million dollars in cap space for free agency. Yep. So, um, you know, it could be a trade, it could be a, a, a trade in a contract extension. Don't be surprised if you know just 
as an example, they go out and sign some big time wide receiver and also draft like a Jackson Smith and Jigma. Then we're talking about a totally different situation for Justin Fields and his ceiling in, uh, in 2023. Okay. Uh, number one pick in the NFL draft Christian as the NFL combine is approaching here. And obviously we have a long way to go until the NFL draft starts. And this market was bananas last year. It was, Bouncing around all over the place, we get closer and yeah. closer to the draft, and Aiden Hutchinson is not the huge heavy favorite that he should have been. We find out Trayvon Walker is the apple of the Jacksonville Jaguars' eye. So take all this with a grain of salt, right? First of all, before you tell us a little bit about the handle, um, I assume at this point in the calendar, the limits are a lot lower for NFL draft stuff here because you're dealing with information and um, not necessarily on-field results. Yeah, I mean, in general, our draft markets are, are going to be a lot lower limits. Um, it stems from the fact that the information gets uh, provided equally at this point. Uh, when, you know, at, when Rappaport puts out a tweet, you get the notification at the same time that we do. So, hmm. uh, you know, we we try to be on top of that as fast as we can. But if they do say, you know, the Bears are drafting Will Anderson or whatever the, whatever they're doing uh if that notification pops up we're getting it at the same time so we do try to keep those low and a lot of times it is rumors that are talked around uh especially once this combine starts all the gms and owners start getting together and sometimes there's rumors that some people get a hand of that we don't we don't necessarily know so those limits are typically low so for uh, most of the time this market has been open over the past few months, it has been the Alabama quarterback Bryce Young that has been favored over the field. And that is with the assumption, obviously, that the Bears keep Justin Fields and trade the number one pick at this point. Um, so Bryce Young right now, if you're going to bet him, you're going to have to bet more than $100 to get $100 in profit. What have you seen in terms of the handle here uh, over the course of this market being open for you guys? And I guess, has it changed at all recently since the end of the season? Uh, so it, when it did change was uh, uh, when that last game of the season, when the Bears ended up losing and the Texans ended up winning in that last week, there was a slight change at that point because suddenly uh, a quarterback wasn't available, but uh, has shifted a little bit back because the expectation is that uh, the Bears aren't going to be making that pick. There's there's a bunch of teams that want a quarterback, so you'd imagine that someone is going to jump up there and get it. But so far, Bryce Young does have uh, a majority of the handle for first overall pick. I'm a bit surprised, actually. We have pretty very little money on C.J. Stroud, but hmm. Will Levis has been taking some action. Uh, maybe it's just seeing value in that price point versus where Stroud is. Um, and then believe it or not, we've Anthony Richardson has moved from 100 to 1 to 25 to 1. Hmm. Um, we've seen some action there, which is a bit surprising. Taking a long shot, I guess. Uh, full disclosure, I bet Will Levis, um, I guess, sometime in the second half of the NFL season at 15 to 1. And the first thing I will tell anybody they ask me about betting on the NFL draft is that you should immediately lock your own personal opinion about these players in the closet and throw away the key. It does not matter how good you think Will Levis is or Bryce Young is or CJ Stroud. This is just trying to get ahead of information. As Christian said, the books have no big advantage here. 
That's why they keep the limits lower because there it's a race to information when these things happen. So when Mel Kuyper comes out, who's been doing this for decades and says he has Will Levis as his number one quarterback on the board, he's not doing that because he's just watching his own tape and coming up with his own decision. Mel Kuyper's talking to scouts, talking to front office personnel. There's enough people, I think, at least in NFL circles that see Will Levis's tools and believe in his ceiling. Now, a lot of people on NFL draft Twitter hate his floor and will criticize him for that. But I don't think what he did at Kentucky last year matters all that much to whether or not he's going to be the number one pick. It's a completely different evaluation process now at this point. Um, I do agree with you, Christian, that it's interesting that CJ Stroud hasn't gotten a ton of money because of just in my opinion, the knock on him was what we saw with knock of past Ohio State quarterbacks, that they have unbelievable wide receivers, that he doesn't have to do much. Well, then he played Georgia in the semifinal and almost carried them single-handedly to the national championship against the best defense in the country in Georgia. And I think that has put C.J. Stroud on the radar of a, of a few other NFL teams here. So um, I'm not sure I agree with Bryce Young being favored over the field at this point, but Handel has dictated that for you guys at BetMGM. Um, but I also think that if you are saying you're completely sure about one of these three quarterbacks being the number one pick, you're crazy at this point. So yeah, uh, I, I don't know how you feel about the market, Christian, but it seems like it's still a complete mystery to me at this point. Yeah, it's 100% a, a mystery, and we're going to learn a lot more information in, in this next few weeks coming up um, because you know the Colts may say C.J. Stroud is their guy and the Texans might say Bryce Young is their guy and the Raiders might say Will Levis is their guy mm -hmm. and it's all then at that point going to depend on who trades with the Bears uh, so there's a, a lot of different things that could happen you know Bryce Young could be you know the guy for sure that most people want to take at number one but then yeah a different team jumps up and trades with the Bears and he ends up going so I would say it's more so on the information of what team likes what player more and how they'll get there. And it's also in the realm of possibility, Christian, here. I, I, I agree with you. The assumption is the Bears trade the pick. But in the scenario you just laid out where each team likes a different quarterback, yep. there's no motivation to trade up. So now yeah. the Bears have to convince one of these teams that, that two teams like the same quarterback. You have to play that kind of game where exa exactly, the Bears yeah. traded up exactly one spot to get Mitchell Trubisky with the Niners, and the Niners had no other trade partner to worry about to, to try and pull that off. So, you know, it becomes a kind of a game of chess here and a game of, you know, politics and trying to figure out and convince teams that they need to make this move. So it's still in the realm of possibility the Bears don't find a trade partner here, yep. and, and each of these teams are very happy with uh, – with whoever quarterback falls to them. So uh, to that point, Christian, do you have the odds in front of you for number one pick before we wrap up here? Um, I do. Bryce Young is minus 120. And can you just kind of go down the board yeah. uh, until we get through those three quarterbacks and the top two defensive players as well? CJ Stroud, second favorite at plus 275. And we have Jalen Carter, third favorite uh, at plus 600. Will Anderson is the same at plus 600. Uh, and then we get after that, the two other quarterbacks expected to go in the first round, Will Levis at plus 750, and then now Anthony Richardson at plus 2,500. So if the Bears don't trade that pick, you're getting amazing prices on those two defensive players, and you can yep. bet them both if you want. We don't know if they're definitely going to trade the pick, and if they 
find if they ultimately do not trade the pick, those players are going to be shorter than two to one for that number one pick. Oh, yeah. So that's oh, yeah. that's kind of where we're at right now. The, the odds are under the assumption that the Bears trade the pick, but they haven't yet. Keep that under consideration, and we'll see what happens here in the in the months to come. So, uh, Christian, uh, I think you know if it's all good with you, we'll check in with you sporadically throughout the off season. Maybe talk some NBA futures, talk some MLB futures as well, and uh, and just catch up with you, see what the the view is from the book over at BetMGM. Of course, that'd be great. Awesome, thank you as always. Fantastic insight. For the rest of you out there throughout the uh, the offseason here, we'll be having some more NFL Draft podcasts. Eli Hershkovich is ramping up his college basketball coverage ahead of March Madness. Matt Brown and I will be doing some uh, more golf podcasts as well to go with John Hasselbauer's um, podcasting as well. We'll have a megapod for the players in each of the golf majors, so stay tuned for that. And, of course, we'll continue to check in with Christian to see what the handle is, what the data is over at BetMGM. Thanks for watching, everybody. Enjoyed it. Happy offseason. season.